0: This episode of Ticket Volume is brought to you by us, Invigate. Get service operations under control in no time. Get one free month of our software solution by going to try.invigate.com. Ticket Volume is excited to bring you an ITIL master, a partner at NH Prague Knowledge Centers, president and CEO of OSIRIS. He served as an ITIL ambassador to Axelos and has a history with Renault, KPMG, and IBM. Welcome to Ticket Volume, news and information for improving service experiences. I am your host, Matt Barron. And as you know, each week I chat with different leaders to share insights on service management, technology, business, and this episode is no exception. Speaking of... What are you looking to learn more about? Leave a comment, connect with us, or share our podcast with someone else. Now
1: let's begin. Welcome to Take It Volume, David What Thank you very much for your invitation. I'm very happy to be here with you today. Yes. Thank you for taking the time. I'm so excited because our paths
0: crossed recently because we both saw an opportunity um, to build an ITSM community on LinkedIn called Back to ITSM, uh, and I promise we'll get to your favorite topic of ITIL, but let's touch on this quick. What is the value of the ITSM online community to you?
1: Oh, yes, as, as we know the name, Back to ITSM, so the value is really to get the knowledge back to the ITSM community. Many yeah. people get, but nobody many people give back, so... Uh, uh, That's the real idea, I would say, the real message. It's not back on time, it's really back to the ITSM community.
0: Yes, giving back. That's beautiful. And it's not something, I don't think it's really that hard to get out of people because it seems like people are really willing to share their knowledge and expertise in this area, yourself included. Um, It's clear that you are uh, one one of the people who is most passionate about ITIL because I see some of your posts on LinkedIn, and it's just crazy. I can tell that you're thinking about all this stuff all the time, and it's pretty clear that you've got a lot of different um, perspectives. So what is it about ITIL? What gets you into it?
1: Oh, yeah. So, so there was a recent post on, um, on Back to ITSM uh, community or, or group about what was your first experience with ITIL and in fact, it's important for me to and for you to understand my first experience with ITIL was, of course, uh, something that I didn't have planned. No, no, no. It was related to continuity of services. At this time, I was the IT manager of Renault. It was 20 years ago and there was flood in Prague. And, um, and I was the IT manager and you can imagine that you have water in different floors of the building where you have your own technical room and you have to move 80 people, you know, from this location to another location within a couple of hours. And then I said, okay, what, you know, first, why does it happen to me? (laughs) What I'm doing in this country, you know, I'm French and I'm in the middle of the Czech Republic. And after all this you know kind of uh, first reaction, you say, okay, look, I'm sure that I'm not the first guy with this kind of experience." And I started to learn about what is continuity, what is business continuity management, uh, and what is i t. service continuity management, and that's what led me to Apple.
0: Oh my gosh, so you were you were part of a an i t group at Renault and yeah. Literally a flood forced you into
1: learning IT services. (laughs) So if there were no flood this time in Prague, maybe I would never be here today.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, one of the things that I
1: think... I don't know if i have
0: actually seen it yet, but I would love to hear how you think um, and talk about these processes. Like, how do you see them as as tools that we can apply to things like uh, Renault and other businesses?
1: Well, I think that the, one of the main uh, advantages of these processes is their standardization. Um, because when you, when you look at the ITSM, IT service management process, now you know they are standardized the last 30 years Uh and it's a very important advantage compared with the business processes our customers have their own processes but business processes they are not standardized Uh not really on the other hand you have a good way to standardize your it operations and that's a huge advantage i think this is the the main stone to build a good relationship with your customer
0: okay Okay. So when you think about that, when you think about that um applying service management towards the business and towards those business processes, yeah. what do you think makes it easier to understand? How do you how do you help people explore the topic and learn more
1: about it? I always start by uh, some concrete examples. You know, one one thing important uh, is uh, how how they put it with the 4 for instance, but uh the fact that you have to focus on the triggers for, for, for this. So the triggers are any kind of relationship you can get with uh, with let's say the users, with the customers, with uh, somebody who takes a decision to buy your your tool, okay? For instance, and 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 this is it. So that means how you want to react the best with this, you know, as I said, solicitation. So that means. Somebody has a request, somebody has a demand, somebody is not satisfied and, and, and you don't want to reinvent the wheel. And what's um... the way I try to explain, you know, uh, service management is that we always face the same issues with IT, but we always face different reactions on this issue from the service provider. Yeah. And and that's service management, how we can make sure that you have a kind of predictive approach.
0: Okay, so you've you've mentioned ITIL uh, 4. Yeah. So what gets you excited about ITIL 4 versus V3? How do you explain the changes um, that have come down the, the pipe?
1: Uh, well, yeah, so, so, so there are things that are, uh, I would say, in, in this new version of ITIL, uh, quite interesting, and there are things that don't make it very popular, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, main, the main difference between ITIL V3 and ITIL 4 is that in ITIL 4, we are in a conceptual model uh. up to IT version three. You are in an enumerative model. That's that what made the success of ITL. because people hate thinking. They want ready-made solutions. Yeah. They want, okay, I take this book, I open it. I know what I have to do to manage an incident. Uh-huh. That's what people want. And then you say, no. They are not processes anymore, they are practices. You have to think about the four dimensions, about the, the, the relationship with your providers, about the tools that you can use, about you know uh, the, the level of maturity of your users, and so on and so on. And then comes with this service value system and this service value chain. And it's a model, but it's a model that you have to use each time in a different way. It's a conceptual model, so you have to understand the model, the concept, and then you can apply. Then it gives you freedom. That's the good news, but it as it forces you to think. That's the bad news. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's such a good way of framing it. Actually, that um, that V
0: three was very prescriptive. It was very yeah. tell me how to do my job. Yes. And yeah, V four gives you freedom um, so that you can adapt. But then also. You have to work for it. You have to work to see the results, and work to see it implemented. That's very fascinating to me. Um, when you think about value streams, how do you think about value streams versus processes?
1: Well, oh, that's a very good question, and I think that uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure that we will have time for to cover that uh, during the rest of the, of the of the of our discussion because it's a very broad topic. But yes, it, in a sense. What we can say there, there are a couple of things that make uh, value streams different from processes first of all processes are part of value streams uh-huh. in value stream for instance you 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 can imagine the value stream like a real uh, let's say example of a cross-functional uh, set of activities in a value stream you know, many people talk about digital transformation, but in fact, in a value stream, you don't make any difference if you are from IT or if you are from business. Whereas in a process, ITSM processes are processes of the service provider, IT processes. And then you have business processes. They are processes from the business. And there is a very, very clear you know, difference between them. In a value stream, you get rid of this difference. That's one of the main things people don't catch with value streams. Another important thing in value stream, it that in value stream. You also def- you, 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 can also see opportunity to get quick feedbacks. No. Think of a process in a process. What you do, you look at the P- P- PDCA cycle, you have to make this process happen. You have to use it for a while for some time. And then if you are a good process owner, you make sure that this process can be improved, but you just focus on your process and it takes time to improve it. Um. In a value stream, you have quick feedback. How the other part of the value stream, how the other department can be better thanks to the feedback you give them right away. Yeah. Yeah. You see, it's another very important difference between a process and a value stream. Yeah. And I can continue with different, for instance, in a a value stream, what what you have is, as I said, you have this cross-functional aspect. Another thing is that uh, I I mentioned the improvement. When you optimize a process, you just optimize a process in isolation. Uh In a value stream, you optimize the value stream. And to optimize the value stream, you may have to optimize part of it. Mm. We have a holistic approach. Okay. So you, you think of
0: it almost like a construct, um, of processes, sub processes that are below it. And it gives our, it gives our teams and our companies a way to, a a thing to get those processes together, to get those teams working together towards something greater input, output.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, one thing also is important that makes the difference, a big difference between a value stream and a process is the, I would say, um, this positioning in an organization. Processes are mainly if I talk about service management processes, they are mainly uh, focused on the operations and on the tactical level. Uh Value stream needs to be strategic. Why? Because You have to apply a kind of Pareto rules. You have a large number of solicitations of demands on services that needs to be addressed by value stream. So ideally 20% of your value stream cover 80% of your demand.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: That's a, that's a, that's a
0: a major differentiator too, in, in in how you think about, um, the sub processes, right? Yes. Because how the um, incident break-fix is really tied to something like uh, employee productivity, and then employee productivity is tied to revenue. Is that kind of like what you're saying, that we wouldn't necessarily have these operational processes and operational metrics that they, they, they continue on their own, but really we're looking at it from a strategic level of how is this actually uh, affecting our revenue? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, exactly, that, that, that's the value stream. You know, in the value stream, we really talk about the way you uh, you, you you support this three main. Value stream is to support value management. <laughs> Processes is to support service management. I love it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can say it in other words, that's it. And value management, it's about three things. It's about value delivery, value creation, and value capture. So, interesting. Uh, well, what was the first one? Value delivery. In fact, when you say value delivery, it means that you deliver value. It, it's a transfer of value that is created, initiated by the, pro, the service provider to the service consumer. You deliver value through services. Okay. Then the service consumer creates value by using your service. recreation uh-huh. creation. Okay. Then what people forget, the value capture is what you give back to the service provider. The fees you pay, you see, to, you know, use the service. That's uh-huh. what we call the value capture. Because, of course, service providers don't do things for free. Yes. In general... Yeah, generally. And, and and this is value management. So this is value management. This is not service management.
0: Right. Fascinating.
1: And, and when you think about that this way, then you understand what a value stream is really about. It's uh-huh. really about well, value management. Nobody, everybody thinks, talks about value, but explain value with service management. Uh-huh. You have to explain value with value management. You have to explain service with service management, but you don't have to mix it up.
0: Yeah, they're related, but they don't necessarily need to be the exact same thing.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Ah, man, that's such a that's such a refreshing take on it. Um, <laughs> it. Would you say would you say that value management has been a practice for years, like uh like service management? Is that something that companies have been paying attention to, and we've seen maturity on on uh, uh, as as time progress, or is is this just like new to Idle?
1: It's not new to Idle. I mean, it's new to Idle from the point of view that Idle is using that, but uh-huh. it's not new at all. In fact, it's related to Industry 4.0, and 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 based on the concept what they call the product service systems. The uh-huh. like fact that you know manufacturers don't just deliver products. Okay, they deliver a combined set of products and services. Uh-huh. To manage value. For instance, a good example of value capturing is you have a network of distributors. Okay, for instance, I don't know, you deliver, let's say, some. Uh, you, you are. A, let Let's take a, a, an example. You are a hardware vendor. Okay, you 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 sell hardware, and of course, you have a a, a set of uh, distribution channels. Okay, so you have different. And, and, and then then you will have you know in, in your in your uh, charging system, you will have to face this issue okay about having some uh, um, finally customers maybe in some locations that are very not very interesting to cover in terms of return on investment mm-hmm. okay? so the, the idea of the value capture is to take care also of that part. If you are just a manufacturer of hardware. You don't care, but if you talk about you know the maintenance, the repairing, and uh, in fact the, this relationship you need to have with these people, I would say in the middle of the Alaska <laughs> for, with this hardware, then it's very important. So, so the idea of man- value management comes from industry 4.0. Wow! And and it's it's how you couple product and services. Uh-huh. And by the way. This is the way they put it together in ITL. They said that you cannot have a service without a product. You see, because it's we talk about PS, we talk about product service.
0: Yeah, that's so true. It's such a, it is such an interesting take. Like I know that we've always been focused on value streams. Like I know, I know business I've been measuring this for decades, of course, because otherwise, I mean, that's basically how you measure your profit and loss and yeah. your revenue and like that's all the basics of business. Yes. Um, but it's really interesting to hear this being applied to things that aren't necessarily revenue generating, because I think it, it it's that final mile. It's that last mile to realizing yes. how to measure, justify, um, understand, and fund some of these, uh, they, they seem like invisible initiatives, like no one would have ever been able to measure the ROI of incident management. Until you get to this maturity level, until you get to this measurement level. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think, um, when you think about that specifically, um, what do we do with that? Like, what, what do you see next is, do we just need time to, to see customers start to realize the value from this? Is it, is this an action that, that teams and tools need to be thinking about what, what comes next?
1: You work for a tool vendor, so uh, I will please you with what I'm going to say now. <laughs> me. Uh, 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 a good way to adopt all this concept is using tool. See the success of service now. The success of service now is not just based on the fact that they change the paradigm. To have a, 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 a cloud and a based solution, which was in fact very innovative at this time, but the main thing is that ServiceNow was really applying IT v3 by the book. Um. That's the main reason of the success of ServiceNow. Yes. At the beginning, maybe not now, but and another thing is that IT four, as it is, do you really think that People or or tools vendors say, okay, we are now IT4 compliant or compatible. No, no, because this, because of this theoretical model, this conceptual model, this conceptual model is hard for you to be used as a specification for a tool. Uh That's why the ITSM tool are using ITL version 3. There must be a new generation of tool which were not the ITSM tool, to use I 4 And these are value stream-based tools. Okay. But okay. are still not existing. Not yeah. Yet. yeah. So yeah. I think that, 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 that may be a move uh, that can be interesting. You know, when we had this discussion or this chat together, when I asked this question on Back to ITSM, I wanted to know, I addressed... You know, the question about having a tool supporting value stream. But in fact, it doesn't exist yet. Maybe it will. I'm sure of that. But that would be a good, I would say, way to accelerate the adoption of itl 4. Wow. Uh,
0: so I love that because it's taking this, this, new, this new thing, this new concept for us to align these teams under and cross silos under and, and focus on value with. And then, um, it it puts the onus on some of our tooling to make that a real thing, to 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 con- make that con- concept a reality, to visualize yeah. it either through metrics or through visualization or something.
1: Yeah, and I think that it has to be built if we want to be sure if we want to assure the success of either Four. Because I'm sure that ITIL 4 or the next version of ITIL, you know, we talk about ITIL, there are other frameworks, of course, course. in service management. But um, I'm I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, look at IT4IT. They already discussed. But IT4IT, by the way, is a kind of enumerative uh, approach. And that's why people like that.
0: Yes. It's
1: back to enumeration. You have seven... Value stream for IT. Oh, good. So we will implement seven, implement seven, you know, value stream for IT. Good. I don't have to think. I just have to apply. No, yes. no, man. That's not the right idea. I don't want to criticize IT for idea. Just explain the difference also that some frameworks are more successful sometimes because they are, would say, more prestigious prescriptive than the others. Uh But it's a short-term perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. The question is, you know, are you really investing in it? Is this, it's kind of like continual service improvement. Yes. You you,
1: You can say you're doing it
0: and you can do it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, that's oh, 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 that's what he said. In France, it's like the tax declaration; it's what you declare it and what you really own. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love
0: it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the same. It's not exactly the same sometimes, but it's another debate. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, David. Where can people connect with you and learn more? Sorry. Where can people connect with you and learn more?
1: In with me? Yes. Oh, uh, just connect on LinkedIn. That's that's the best way for me. I am, as you see, I try to be very active only on this social media. I'm too old to uh, do things in different other media, but I like LinkedIn. Why? Because of it, the fact that you don't speak to anonymous person.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, so, it, is, it is a good tool. And I really do like the Back to ITSM group. We don't have a ton of volume in there yet, so if you haven't oh, seen it yet, go check it out request to join or connect with one of us, either David or I on LinkedIn, and we'll get you connected in there.
1: Yes, uh, thank you for that. Yes, I, will, I would like also to take more time to um, moderate or give more post on that. So please do that. It's thanks to you that uh, this group can grow and can be successful. Exactly. Thank you for joining us on Take
0: It Volume, David.
1: Thank you very much for your invitation. It was a real pleasure.
0: Thank you, Matt. Likewise. And to our audience, thanks for listening to this episode. We've got a bunch more out there, so make sure to subscribe to receive an alert every time there's a new episode. You can also submit specific topics or guests or people you want to talk to by DMing me or leaving a comment on our Ticket Volume LinkedIn page. And speaking of that, if you like today's podcast or want to share feedback, please leave us a review. You know that the systems will reward us with your interactions. So... This podcast is brought to you by Invigate, the all-in-one IT service and asset management system that helps organizations with world-class IT support teams. If you're looking for a solution to build your help desk without the headaches of year-long implementations, you will love Invigate. In fact, IT teams from NASA, Toyota, and McDonald's use Invigate to manage requests, automate workflows, and centralize inventory data so that they can focus on delivering better service. Because remember, good service is good business.